Hey, what's up? And welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 5, Episode 8. Today we're talking about Project Metal Beast, DNA Overload from 1994, directed by Alessandro De Gaetano. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to The Dumpster. We're back. We're with another episode. First one of May, Joe. <laughs> Happy May to you. Uh, this is now. I, oh God, we've done a bunch of these now. This is kind of just the 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 ship keeps rolling. Oh. The uh, the metal keeps keeps. <laughs> I wore a Terminator Two shirt for you video watchers because I was like, Ah, oh, Project Metal Beast. Obviously, this is about the T One Thousand Liquid Metal Organism. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I d- did not see Robert Patrick in this film. No. But uh, I don't really care. To be perfectly honest, he would have fit right at home in this, right? Uh, yeah, he per- kind of would have, honestly. <laughs> so it's not Halloween, and it's not even close to any like spooky season. No. But uh, we are doing a werewolf movie. Ooh. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a fucking minute. The last one we did. Werewolf is my favorite monster. Okay. Besides, besides the the Gill Man, the, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon is my favorite universal monster, but my favorite monster is the werewolf, yeah. I'm liking Kerr. I, I, yeah, I like werewolves quite a bit myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, we did Bad Moon last we year. We did Bad Moon. We've been talking about doing Company of Wolves. I definitely want to cover that one. Dog Soldiers comes to mind. Dog Soldiers we're going to do with C.B. Smith we wanted yes. to do. Uh, the Howling, of course. Oh, yes, there's yes. so many. There's so many good ones. Um, not American Werewolf in Paris. That movie is such a piece of shit. We already fucking talked about it, and I don't want to talk okay, about okay. it again. Just get it out there. <laughs> that movie fucking came out on Blu-ray, and somebody was like, "Man, I can't." I I, I was just reading it. I don't know who it yeah, was, yeah. but like somebody was excited for that. And I'm like, "Good for you, I guess." But like that movie should not be viewed in 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 hd i mean right wow they, that's a good point those effects already look bad on vhs they look, they look so bad on vhs uh, i couldn't even imagine enduring that shit in hd you like, better be on a lot of drugs even, I, I would imagine even even if i smoke the biggest dube in the world like i'd rather be watching teacher jog at that I, point no but like i would just fall asleep you know True. what i mean anyway yeah. i don't know i'd watch american wolf in london for the 900th oh time. wow that goes without saying well yeah but this film, but this film specifically, Project Metal Beast from 94, this is one of those true hidden gems. Yeah. And now I know, again, I, I've said this on other episodes too before, but, you know, uh, people in the people in the horror circle and horror movie and B-movie um, fans of the genre, probably most of you know this movie, but most people don't know about this movie and it's hard to find to it is on tubi so you can yes, watch it on tubi that's what i watch it on but it's not on disc well it well we'll, we'll talk about uh, yeah, it yeah but but it's very it's it's more or less hard to find right mm-hmm. so and like this is my vhs copy from uh my a to z video that i used to frequent okay okay um that we talked about on that documentary with uh bobby and cagney when they came down yes check it out uh mom and pop uh documentary mo- the mom and pop the 80s the 80s and 90s boom or the 90s boom I forget the whole title, but it's the mom and pop yes. shop documentary. Uh, and excuse me, we'll put a link in here so you can so you can yeah. check it out. Excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be good. But this specifically is one of those flicks that has somehow, some fucking way, not been uh, 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 given the the, the 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 treatment it deserves. I would agree. And uh, I'm going to tell just a quick story. I, I kind of told you yeah, about this before we uh, got recording. Yeah. But I, this is technically my second time seeing this <laughs> okay. film. But the first time I only really remember a 
few sequences, and I feel like I talked about this on the show before, but there was a, a werewolf movie I've mentioned in the past that took place in a hospital. And I me- I've mentioned it to Joe and other people. No one could ever figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. I thought you were talking about the scene from The Howling 3, which is like in a movie theater and they're like watching a movie. Uh, it's like it's a creature from planet Uranus or something like that. Yeah. It's a werewolf like in a hospital. I thought that's what he was talking about. Anyway, it's this movie because <laughs> a lot of these scenes, it's like a military base, but it looks like a hospital like at a sure. quick glance. I, I don't know if it was filmed the one, uh, but yeah, I watched this movie or at least scenes from it. The I specifically remember some of the outside stuff with the werewolf and the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie I saw as a kid, it scared the fucking shit out of me. Shocker. Because <laughs> uh, I've mentioned this again also before that I never really got heavy into horror till high school when sure. I met Joe and a few other friends and now it's probably my favorite uh, genre besides comedy and uh, it was kind of funny watching this and like the pieces started coming together about halfway through the film I'm like wait wait, wait, wait uh, holy shit this is the movie and I had to text Joe immediately like oh this is it this is that white horse that I couldn't find you that unicorn if you will yeah I was so fucking excited when you told me that too because like that's that's one of the best things about doing the yeah. show and these movies is like unlocking these memories and stuff that like you had buried or or yeah. like or like you couldn't figure out for like, like like what was that film kind of thing you know yeah 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 so that was just an added bonus but uh you know I'll save my exact thoughts for the movie <laughs> for the end but they were very positive yeah totally this was one I think the first time I saw this ever was on USA I think <laughs> it might have been where I watched it, it honestly it was either USA or sci-fi mm. uh, sci-fi came out in like the late 90s or mid 90s, late 90s. And I seem to remember this being on USA or 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 something like that. I mean, those two stations were on, you know, constant rotate in my house. USA USA was the place to watch uh, uh, like B horror movies like this, like even like all the child's plays and stuff like that. Mm. I remember watching on USA like like three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. or like sometimes WB 11 would play them on the weekends or something uh, like T- that. TBS and TNT come to mind too. Obviously. TNT was the other one. That was the other for, one. I was for like Monster Vision and stuff like that. Monster Vision and then Up All Night was USA. I don't think this was on up all night, but it was definitely on television. Sure. And that's the first time I saw it. And then uh, later, I, I think the first time I rented this was at a primetime video uh, when that was around in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And then I hadn't seen it again after we after I moved. I moved to Tom's River. And the last time I had saw it was there. But then I found it again at ADZ video in Tom's River. And then I watched this. I like it kind of like rediscovered it again. Oh, because okay, I couldn't yeah. get my hands on it. And if it wasn't on TV, you couldn't fucking stream it anywhere. It's ah. not like you could jump on the computer like you can now and look it up on fucking YouTube or or a torrented or whatever. Oh, right. You yeah, know, they yeah. didn't exist yet. So I'm sure as soon as you got that tape, you probably just had it on repeat constantly. Well, well the thing was like I saw it. and I was like, fuck. Oh, man, you they have this, you know, so mm. so I rented it a lot and I watched it with uh, my buddy Dave Z a lot. So oh, this okay. was, so this was a this was once I found a new store to get it from, I rented it all the time, but I also rented it as a kid. Okay. So. So it was like that weird thing of like renting it as a as a young kid and then renting it as like a teenager. Layered so, nostalgia. Layered layered nostalgia, but also just finding a movie because again, like I said, like it, mm. it, 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 it the way things are so accessible now is probably why we have such short attention spans. Sure. And like low uh tolerance for um for for with no patience. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. So uh, anyway, uh case in point is uh I, re- I had rediscovered it. Now, again, I have a long history with this f- film, and I love it. It's got fucking werewolves. It's got bioweapon shit in it. It becomes an in- indestructible fucking monster at one point, which we'll talk about. But um, 
Chris Barr and I. Yes, from uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Or Talks from the Dark oh, Side. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, imagine that he's <laughs> on one of those up old- the name of our own show. He's, he's on one of those old episodes. He just hasn't told us yet. He's waiting for us to get to it. <laughs> so Chris Barr, for, yeah, we do Talks from the Dark Side with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had did a, in the in the early 2000s, uh, when, when I met Chris, um, and we started doing films together and stuff, we always wanted to open up our own uh, DVD company. You know what I mean? But never had like the funds to do like a Vinegar Syndrome or a Code Red or a Severin. You know, we never had the collateral to do that shit or like the means to like get the rights to movies and stuff to even release something like that. Sure. So what do you do when you do that? You fucking bootleg them. That's what you do. Um, But however, uh, so we were putting out we were under Home Video Express. And I don't know if you could see that if there's lights bouncing off it or whatever, but um. We were doing Home Video Express and we were putting out all the stuff that we saw as a kid that wasn't on DVD because, again, in the early 2000s, a lot of the stuff that, again, we're getting spoiled now, which is great and I love because people yeah. are, you know, places like Severin and Vinegar Syndrome and Shout and all these people are restoring uh, these old films that you can only get on tape and that we've only seen in a four by three aspect <laughs> like, like the kindreds one which may oh be involved with oh, uh, oh, your old company too well synapse too yeah, yeah. the kindred that, that's been a long time coming what so so when we did home video express the kindred was one of the releases um another film that we're going to be talking about um was one of those releases and um of course metal beast now again this film even though we bootlegged it <laughs> And it's on tape, and you can buy it from NVD Entertainment for 14 bucks or some shit like that. There is no official, like, fully restored release. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, that Tubi cut, if you want to call it that, or restoration, is very good. It's not even a restoration, though. It's really? still in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Well, oh, yeah, right, in that respect, sure, yeah, yeah. That but it's mean, crystal clear. It's just because it's probably you know, mastered off mm. of a, a tape or whatever, but not, I mean, it's not some shitty VHS rip. Right, like, no. it's, it's not quite Blu-ray quality, but it looks good. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. a shitty VHS rip, but it's also just a rip of a of it in 4.3, whatever the master tape for that was. So, like, it's not in widescreen. Right, it's right. not the actual aspect ratio that it was originally shot in. Which I wonder what we're not seeing on screen, man. <laughs> well, no, but my my point is it needs that treatment. Yeah, like it needs to be this movie deserves of, of all the shit that I've seen being released lately. Um, a lot of it, which I've bought and consumed, but <laughs> it's somewhere know, in the dungeon. It's somewhere in the dungeon. Yeah, but but this movie specifically. I don't know why it hasn't gotten the attention. Maybe it's a rights thing. I don't know. But again, if MVD Entertainment is the only person with the sole rights to it, somebody please fucking find the vault materials for this and let's <laughs> let's get yeah. this fucking disc made. I don't get that at all. I don't understand movie. because this is one of those. This is a, this is a 90s flick that ticks all the fucking boxes and just is a good time. Yeah, this is like and it's written really well and it's shot really well and there's really great effects in it, which we're going to talk about. So anyway, after waxing about <laughs> wishing this was uh, get it, getting a proper release and, and bootlegging it and just having an overall love for it. So, yeah, this movie's directed by Alessandro De Gaetano. Mm -hmm. De Gaetano. It's, Alessandro De Gaetano. I, I couldn't find another thing this man directed. Uh, Let's see. I got. saw some writing credits. Target Earth and The Haunted. Neither film I have seen. I do want to see The Haunted, though. Target Earth is from like 74. 
74 or 77 and you know it, it's basically like a slow paced sci-fi movie oh, okay but the haunted looks to be more up my alley i don't I, i've never seen it so i, I want to check it out um okay but this movie seems to be the highlight of his fucking oh, career. Yeah. Um, this is the best. I'll, I'll say it. This is his best movie that he's ever done and ever will do. Um, I, it's the only one I've seen, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. So we got uh, John Carl Beekler in MMI kicking up on the kicking up effects on this man. They, they kill it. Oh, I, yeah. It's unbelievable. The, the, these This werewolf. It, these werewolves, I should really say, are fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, man. I think there's like three or four different suits and and or makeups. That, that sounds about right. And if you don't know who John Carl, Be- John Carl Beekler is, um, he's one of my favorite uh, effects guys. And we go into him heavy duty on the Terrorvision episode that we did with Serge Muriel from Lethian and the Troll episode that we did Um Yes. Last year. But we've also been talking about Mr. Beekler on and off because he's in so many of the movies we've covered. And Joe is is basically I I don't want to put words in my mouth, but one of your heroes. Oh, yeah. Big time. He's one of my top five, like of all time. Him, Rob Oteen, um, Steve Johnson, Stan Winston. They he he's just one of my favorites. He just is. You know, I feel like some kind of connection to him because of how he he's that low budget Mm. effects guy who does like amazing work. And he's like an Empire Pictures alumni. He's done a lot of stuff with Richard or Charles Band, even Full Moon stuff. But yeah. he's worked on a ton of stuff. I mean, this guy's done a, 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 a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and he's done a Friday the 13th movie, and he's done two Halloween movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or three Halloween movies, I think. I think so. I also saw Kevin McCarthy was on this from Return of the Living Dead. I don't know how much effects he was doing well, on this. Kevin McCarthy, not... Kevin McCarthy no, no. from Ghoulies 3 and uh, uh, the, the Twilight Twi- Show and the Twilight and the Midnight Show and the Twilight Zone movie. Not that Kevin McCarthy. He did some episodes of Monsters. He did fucking demonic toys. Yeah. Well, he's an FX coordinator. OK, so what so, is that? What, what is the difference of that? So like he functions more like a coordinator and a, and a foreman in terms of like making sure that the work gets done and kind of overseeing that okay. the project comes to completion or everybody's doing their job. Basically he's like the manager basically, I think, but he's also done like he does effects work. Right. Like he knows how to do the shit and sculpt and make the molds and all that kind of stuff. But on this particular thing, he was just a coordinator. Yeah. And, and, and just on that note, if you don't mind, I just want to pivot to the music real quick because the guy who did the music, Conrad Pope. Yeah. He uh he's composed some stuff, but he mostly has been an orchestrator of yeah. a ton of movies. And yeah. honestly, I feel like hasn't gotten his just due because he's done a lot of John Williams uh, soundtracks, which is crazy to me that you bring that up. And also, by the way, Conrad Pope's fucking score in this is amazing. It's like way better than it than it has any right to be. Yeah. Um, he he composed uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone again. John Williams is the the, the guy, but well, he no, composed no, jo- it. No, John composed it, or maybe he orchestrated. Orchestrated. It. However, the one okay, he did compose one that I wrote down that yeah. my my cousin in laws have been telling me about <laughs> that we need to cover. Uh, Janine Dylan, how you doing? Might even have to get Dylan on this one. It's a Nick Cage movie called Bad Lieutenant Port of Call. Apparently this movie's amazing and something that should be in the dumpster. It's a recent film. Yeah. But he fucking did the music for that. And I was like, okay. No shit. Somebody's on. Somebody's speaking to me. Conrad Pope, you're speaking to me. <laughs> so like you said, he's an orchestrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what that means is like, so it, let's say John Williams composes the music, mm-hmm. right? And he writes it all. And he's like, this is what it should sound like, blah, blah, blah. What his job is, is to basically take all of that written music and be like, okay, he, and assign it to where it needs to be and how, you know, how it's performed, basically. Oh, okay. So he 
literally that's what that like orchestrated like yeah, you yeah, orchestrate yeah. a plan you know and you put all the pieces okay. together basically in the ensemble and who's playing what you know what i mean the kind of thing pretty cool uh it's pretty impressive it's a lot of fucking work man that's a lot of heavy lifting to do for sure it's kind of like being if 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 i directed something and you edited it oh okay that's yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of kind of what sure that's kind of like uh, but but just to bring it back to the effects because i don't know if you had more to say about that but it's just like between the music and the effects yeah. and just everything else in this movie it, it gels really well and and, and you mentioned beekler specifically yeah. i could get you know he has that forehead thing he does on a lot of his creatures the eye, werewolves the, the eyebrows yeah man, yeah, they, yeah they, they definitely he's got that touch on the, on these werewolves you can totally be like oh that's a beekler yeah. werewolf sure is uh you mentioned kevin carthy and a Again, like he's the FX coordinator and I'm just going to read a couple things. Um, you know, he's got a huge colorful career, dude. Like he's he's done B movies to Hollywood blockbusters like the full spectrum and he's still doing it today. And uh, what is it? Tamara Carlson um, is doing makeup on or fabrication, excuse me. Um, and that could be anything from punching hair to casting molds or or, or whatever. Um fabricating the monsters got you okay okay painting all that kind of shit she's done a ton of stuff and especially like newer stuff like the the new avengers movies and things like that she worked for studio adi and did like alien vs predator which isn't a great movie but she worked on that which is you know it's huge yeah um and iron man and uh just recently underwater and i thought this is the funniest fucking thing as i looked on imdb she played she's in the fucking max rebo suit in the book of boba fett (laughs) Okay. My favorite part of the book of Boba Fett, this woman played Max Rebo. <laughs> well, that's a win for uh, Joe, I suppose. <laughs> he's still getting gigs, dude. I, Max is he, he's a fucking superstar. Oh yeah. I think he's in the MDU, honestly. <laughs> you know, John Hurd's bumping some Max Rebo in oh, that yeah, car. Man. Oh, dude, totally. He's fucking having them at parties and shit. He's at the orgies, <laughs> at the coke orgies. Everyone's lining up to fuck fuck Max Rebo. He's got a huge dong. He uses that nose on those vaginas. He really gets the women hot. I was going to say, he's using that nose to like snort a line and play the fucking He's come shooting all over the place. He's eating out some people. I don't know. Eating out some Twi'leks. I don't know. He could be. He's fucking hanging out. You know what he's doing? He's got that big puffy jacket with like the fucking chains. You know, I can picture it. I can picture it. He's hanging out with that fucking aardvark or whatever from Meet the Feebles. Oh, yeah. Fucks people with his nose. Oh, my God. Makes the porn with the rat and the cockroach and the cow. Somebody's out there singing about sodomy, I'm sure. Could be. But we also have... I'm just going to run these down because there, there's a lot of folks on this film. They've done a lot of cool shit and I maybe not giving them all of them. They're just due, but I want to mention them. Sure. So Wesley, Wesley Wofford and Tom Irvin and Brad Harden, I believe are the sculptors on this, uh, the lead sculptors rather. And John Forster, or excuse me, John Foster, uh, who's worked with MMI. He did, you know, Nightmare 4, Halloween 4, Friday 7, Ghoulies 3, a Necronomicon, which we got a fucking cover where, Jeffrey Combs plays H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really great. And uh, also David Barrett, who uh, who worked on the Carnosaur movies and the Curse of Michael Myers. Okay. So everybody's kind of uh, together following, you know, they've all worked with Beekler on different projects or with MMI or, you know, jumped, hopped over, you know. you met, So we were talking, you, you jumped to, you jumped to Conrad Pope. Yeah, before. sorry, I didn't mean to take you no, off no, on that, but no, I felt no. it was a good transition. You're no, no, you're that's fine. I just wanted to mention because I had some stuff written okay, down. Okay. Because because he's also or he also orchestrated uh a gnome named Norm. Oh my god. Of so course. So I had to mention that one. How do you think he felt about the gnome butt? 
I don't know. I think he liked the gnome butt, you think? Uh, we got to go back and check that scene. How was the orchestration <laughs> on that scene? I think that one was a song over that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, You know, like the original soundtrack kind of thing. He's also done Sundown, uh, The Vampire in Retreat, and a ton of other films from fucking Muppet, like you were saying before, from like mm. Muppet Christmas Carol to fucking uh, Terminator Dark Fate. He's been he's been orchestrating uh, these films and all. He did Flubber. Uh, I'm just like thinking of all the- That's what I want to cover. I know it's a very famous movie. Maybe, maybe not, but- That's why I brought it up. I got a lot a lot of jokes in pocket for flubber <laughs> you can probably guess some of them so uh so that that's about the long and short of the of the bts the behind the scenes if you will not the korean boy band um one day maybe i would do red velvet and and aspa before i did fucking bts oh, you I, have I, no I, idea what i'm talking I, about. I was trying to make a joke and and you just hit me with that shit i'm a korean i'm a k-pop fan folks okay but uh yeah so um do you want to plot crunch this one? Or did you do the last one? I can't remember. I, I don't remember. I feel like you should plot crunch this one since you have such a connection with this film. Over, I mean, you're wearing the t-shirt. You've yeah, been telling well, me about yeah. it for years. Oh, yes. The t-shirt from, from Salt the Earth Printing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Limited edition. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. Uh, lay on me what this plot is, Joe. And the audience. Uh, Okay. So here we go. Uh, 1974. There is a soldier who goes to Budapest to find Budapest to and that's a joke by the way I saw some motherfucker in the comments of uh the Dracula episode we did on hack the movies and they're like that's not how you pronounce Budapest and I'm like no shit asshole it's Budapest I was making fun of Keanu Reeves anyway yeah yeah. they go to Budapest to obtain werewolf blood for use in government experiments and super soldier programs bioweapons they're successful they bring it back and uh Said soldier loads himself up with blood, turns into a fucking werewolf, and gets shot and cryogenically frozen for 20 years, then is revivified by way of a project, not Metal Beast, mind you. Right. It's not Project Metal Beast. It's a different project, which we'll talk about. That is a artificial skin grafting program. But the prob- the side effect they have is that it turns to metal. So we have a skin grafted werewolf grafted with skin that turns as hard as steel all over the place all over the place and then terrorizes a bunch of uh scientists at a government lab it's a fucking umbrella lab straight it's, up Joe. i was gonna say that dude this is the best resident evil movie ever <laughs> it really we straight the main villain is a cross between uh, wesker, wesker and the cigarette smoking man from <laughs> x-files like straight up you got a little bit of spencer in there uh, yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a trifecta. Yeah. No, dude, totally. I was thinking that the whole time. Like, I was like, this is the best Resident Evil movie I've ever seen. Well, yeah, I mean, some of those movies are pretty fucking rough, so that, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Lawnmower Man, you know, also in the pocket, <laughs> but this is like a true uh, RE film, if, if you even want to call There's it There's so many beats to this that echo Resident Evil and and mm. just movies that had movies and, and media that had come out, come out after this. I wonder if right? um, because Resident Evil is not till even ninety eight, isn't it? I, yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder yeah. if Shinji Mikami saw this film and like kind of cribbed some ideas. I, I love I, him. I love a metal beast. Uh, I, I can't say I blame the man. Honestly, uh, you're pulling from some good material. Yeah, it's great. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that covers it. Without further ado, let's fucking jump into this. Uh, the beast, the 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 silver bullets of the of this. Yeah, so we kind of kick it off, like Joe was saying in that plot crunch, with uh, these two military guys, Butler and I think his name's George, on a what boat, if- like on a ferry, like the fucking, you know, uh, uh, the river sticks. Oh, dude, they paid a fucking coin to get across there, right? <laughs> like a fucking, like a doubloon or some uh, shit? A silver coin, maybe. Yeah. 
uh, and they, they get off and uh, we specifically focus on this guy, Butler, who who is is key to the rest of the plot. Yeah. But uh, I want to mention something here now that I didn't notice as I'm watching. But as I was going over my notes, uh, he has a silver cross. Yeah. And like any typical asshole in a movie like this doesn't believe the superstition that you don't hear on screen. It's kind of an inferred superstition. It's, a, it's like visual storytelling kind of thing. Throws it in the river and just goes on his merry merry way. It's so funny to me, too, because, like, he looks at the cross and fucking scoffs at it and throws it. So, like, he believes in werewolves, but not the superstitions that surround them. Right, because come to find out he's been hunting, trying to find a werewolf for, for 20 fucking most years. Most of his fucking life or whatever. And just real quick, uh, John Marzilli is the guy playing uh, Butler. And this guy has been in... I, I, watched, I watched Surf 2... I think Vinegar Syndrome put that okay. out, and I, and I grabbed it, and um, I watched it with my buddy Evan, uh, Kyle, and I was like, that's fucking Metal Beast! That's the guy! <laughs> and So he's in that, but he's also in Fear from 88, not the Mark Wahlberg movie, and not the fucking one with the wooden mannequin killer puppet thing. It's a totally different movie about, okay. like, it's like a home invasion movie. Anyway. Um, well, he he's there, and I, I say two military guys. I guess they are both military, but the other guy's mostly the photographer. Yeah. Oh, by the just I wasn't finished. Right? Oh, sorry. No, no. He's also in a, he also does a couple bit parts for uh, Tales from the Dark Side. So he will be coming up again. I needed to fucking put that oh, in there. Oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah, I think he plays four different roles. I think I did read that myself. There was a lot. He does a voice for one of the uh, roles with uh, Cloris Leachman. Not Cloris Leachman. Um... Pooping plots. Oh, 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 why is her name escaping me? Uh, uh, uh Florence. No, I don't know. Anyway, pooping plots from uh, the boneyard. The boneyard. Baby. Yeah, yeah. She's in that with uh with what's his face from um Silver Bullet and the uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can't fucking remember these fucking people's names. We've been doing a lot of these movies, Joe. Brain fart, man. It, it, it's we're we're we're, we're, we're I, I haven't done the math in a hot minute, but I feel like we're approaching the two hundred mark soon. Yeah, it's a lot of information, and I can't remember everything all the time. So yeah, uh, but he does the voice of Gad as one of the demons in that episode's particular. Um, he's also Vince Carter in the Secret World of Alex Mack. He was okay. in it for the entire fucking series. Huh. I don't remember him at all. The more you know. Yeah, that fucking Capri Sun show. You remember that? <laughs> yes. All my 90s, Speaking of the Metal Beast. All my 90s kids. Oh, yeah. She turned. That's her daughter. Yeah. She, well, yeah. Robert Patrick, the Terminator, the T-1000 <laughs> that is not like reprogrammed by John Connor. Is that somehow has a baby Alex Mack? OK. Is that like some fucking uh, 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 Emperor Palpatine shit? Oh, is it God. I totally fucked. Um, and I totally had a kid. I so, feel like Palpatine, so, he was in that machine Steve rolls in and check it out. And they just pump his fucking <laughs> dick and get the come out. He's not fucking anybody. T-1000's turning his fucking schlong into knife or stabbing uh, weapons and getting it on. Yeah, he's, he's got that spike dick going on oh like Howard the Duck. But uh, <laughs> they, they find this like uh, monastery or something. They kind of go through the sewer. It felt like a goddamn Dark Souls level. It's fucking cool, man. You think this is the, the band family castle <laughs> in Italy? Maybe. It could be, it could honestly. Be. Yeah, yeah, Charles, let us uh, film there for a week. We it's, only need a couple shots. Beekler's doing the fucking effects, yeah. dude. He could be like, hey, Charles, can you can we hook us up? Maybe. I'll do troll if you do it. <laughs> I think Troll's been out for Troll's several been years. Out, yes. I did Troll for you. Let me, you know, however the math works out. Demonic Toys, he, he's, yeah. Yeah, anyway. but, uh, so they go up, and I guess it's like, it's a sewer slash catacomb, because there's like rotting bodies there, which is kind of giving you an idea, if you don't know it's a werewolf film, that sure. something's killing things in this area. It's mm -hmm. like a kill zone. There's like a skull and like a maggot rotting hand. It's it's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a good visual storytelling, and mm -hmm. then they make their way up stairs to where 
Uh, this is very Resident Evil also, this like pipe organ and this dark uh, cathedral. It feels like you're under the Spencer Mansion. Uh, yeah. It, it's really like, again, like I can't stress it enough, like the lighting and everything, like it looks like Resident Evil. It's the whole thing. It's good horror. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, so so he's there and uh, spoilers, the fucking werewolf's there too because he jumps out of a fucking, uh, uh, like a little enclave or something yeah, yeah. and fucking knocks down his partner and rips his throat out. Oh, he just starts getting eviscerated <laughs> and he does the same thing like an alligator. Yes. Uh, with the pictures just going, he's got a camera and this comes into play a little later. Yeah. But, you know, Butler's not doing jack shit because he wants this thing's blood. Yeah. So he just, he has the silver bullets and blows it away. Yeah. He literally waits for the guy to die. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or <laughs> he's then, dying. And then, like, I don't know if he's so, like, fascinated, like, I finally found it or whatever, or he just, like, wanted that guy to die. Ah, yeah. well, he, it's, he's not dead yet, Joe, because that's right, that's right. first he does a blood transfusion on this dead <laughs> werewolf who hasn't transformed back into a human yet. It's awesome. Can we talk about the way this thing looks real quick? Yes, because it, it, this is, like, I think... This is a low-budget, early 90s flick. I was going to say, this is right up there with Bad Moon, honestly, as far as the how good it looks, in my opinion. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. You don't think it looks that good? I don't think it it's, looks that Maybe good. it's the way it's lit. Look, look, I love John Beekler, but this is no motherfucking Steve Johnson. Okay, werewolf. okay. I like it a lot. Maybe it's the lighting they use. They, the dark lighting kind of helps it out. I think it works, and, my, and to your point, uh, for, for a low-budget, mm. 90, early 90s flick, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, it, it it's definitely like man in suit werewolf. True, I guess. And, like in retrospect, Bad Moon is more like a straight up werewolf. It, You're right. Yeah, it kind of looks like a mix between like the waxwork mm. werewolf and like the late phases werewolf. Yeah, designs. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I, I think it works for what it is. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. And uh, yeah, he does. I, I say a blood transfusion because that's basically like what he has out. out well, it's of like his he kit. like siphons out of it. Yeah, out of it. Yeah. And then you think like, or at least you think, you know what's happened. You've seen it before, but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is he going to siphon this blood into the other guy? And he's like, nope, packs it up, shoots the other guy in the fucking head just to finish him off and no, he leaves. No, he's fucking hunk, dude. He's fucking siphoning that blood out of him. To, he to, is hunk. Yeah, to get the fucking W virus. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the WW virus. <laughs> or the L yeah. virus. There you go. And he fucking books it the hell out of there. And we just immediately crash cut to this secret U.S. Uh, what is it? U.S. secret uh, a projects facility. And uh, he's like, all right, we got the blood. What's taking so long to get this process? We need to do something with this blood. He's like, I didn't spend my whole life looking for this not to use it. <laughs> Barry Boswick is there. And that's who he's fucking jiving to. Yeah, his boss, Miller. Operation Lycanthropus, by the way. Not Operation Metal or Project Metal Beast. Project Lycanthropus. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Barry Boswick's there. And he's like, he's like, we got to, you got to be patient because we got to fucking, you know, uh, they're working on it in a laboratory. And he's like, well, I didn't. I don't want to be patient. Like we got, we need this now. I spent you know twenty years of my life looking for this fucking werewolf. Right, and uh, the doctor comes in, Doctor yeah. Barnes. Yeah, and she's kind of like, where the hell did you get this blood? This is like, they're like, well, is it contaminated? Is it diseased? <laughs> she's like, well, no, it's just kind of weird. It doesn't. It's no blood I've ever seen before. And they're like, well, good enough for us. Fairy <laughs> Boss was like, great. Is it contaminated? Uh, no? Okay, good. Thanks. Yeah, this guy plays a great bad guy. And again, if you don't know who this is, uh, he he was... Uh, He's Brad from Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, Pitcher. exactly. Damn yeah. it, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get any of those in the movie. It wouldn't have really made sense, but uh, hey. He is, he's bringing that, like, 
like corporation villain vibe because he's like a he's like a he's like a colonel in the army. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're joking about Umbrella, but and I, I mentioned Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he was one of the people in charge of the Lawnmower Man oh, operation. Big, big time. This dude, Metal Beast. Give him, give him the stuff to make him more evil. Here, Metal Beast is a fucking bow. Don't <sighs> there's there's no if ands or buts about it. Uh, but yeah, Barry Boswick's great in this. I yeah. think this is like one of his best movies. <laughs> to he, tell you the truth, he is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's I don't think anyone's really bad in this, but no. he kind of steals every scene he's in. Oh yeah, big time. But yeah, so uh, Butler he gets the vial of what how much blood is left after all the tests, and it's Where's like the rest of it. Yeah, it's like half a vial. He's like pissed. I, I, again, he keeps going on about it. he spent his whole life trying to find this, and he's got like nothing to show for it. He's pissed. And well, they've been doing all the tests on it because they're trying to figure out if it if it's diseased or whatever. Sure. But again, like Miller and Butler are the only two that know it's werewolf blood. Everybody else doesn't know what the fuck it is. No, they have no idea. It's like a secret government project. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lady, the the uh, 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 Professor Barnes is like. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't suggest sticking anybody with this shit because it will putrefy your blood into pus and then you'll s- swell up and die. Uh, right. <laughs> Don't put this shit in anybody. And, 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 you know, of course, Butler's pissed because that was his plan all along. Well, they, they're, they're, tr- yeah, they're trying to figure it out to make like super soldier program. Basically, that's right. what this is. So, so they kind of storm off because Barnes is like, why don't you take me another week to figure this out? And, and Butler's like, fuck this. He's like, you know, again. I'll say it a fifth fucking time. He's going on about, I spent my whole life trying to find this shit. I found, you know, that's his whole big, that's his big beef about this. So Miller's like, yeah, you need to fucking calm down and just let the process work itself out. So they're giving it like another week. And well, they're they're trying to. Well, well, Butler's not having it because he like sneaks in and fucking steals the vial and just like shoots him. He goes into a bathroom. I can't believe this is the bathroom in this facility. Of all the places. While people are still working, let's go into the public bathroom and shoot up this fucking blood like he's doing fucking heroin. Yeah, he's going like this on the yeah, fucking yeah. vein. Well, yeah. Uh, with a broken mirror. Again, this is like a, a government facility, and it, it looks like something like in a rundown neighborhood. I feel like that must have been like a take two, right? Maybe. Because like he shot it up, and maybe he punched the mirror, and they broke it, and they're like, oh, fuck, man, we didn't want you to break the mirror. And then they did a second I take. See it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I love how he just—he doesn't like turn into goo like like the doctor thought, but he just starts sweating profusely. And this like lab tech walks in. and He's like, "Hey, uh, Butler, are you okay?" He's like leaning against like the fucking hand wash machine. He's like, "Leave me the fuck alone!" And the guy's like, "Okay, he's whoa, like, get the fuck out of here!" And he's like, "Oh, yes, sir, bye." And I love how then, uh, you know, Butler, he's not dying, but he's like feeling like, I guess, something going through his blood. Yeah. Now, th- this is what I want to talk about, because now he's like back in his room, back in his office. Yeah. And he has like a, all the lights are off and he and the, and the shades are drawn and he's watching or he's he's got a slideshow going of all the pictures that were from the camera that was popping off oh, when the dude, when his yeah. partner was getting eaten. With a slide projector. Yeah. yeah. But I love this because he it. it this is before Wolf comes out. Do you remember Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle? Yes, Piper? yes, yes, yes. Um, have you ever seen it? Uh, not in a or long the last time, time but I know what you're talking about. So there's yeah. a lot of things in that where, you know, everything's inferred. You don't really see Jack Nicholson turn into a werewolf, but he gets like all heightened senses, right? Right, right. So he can hear shit that's like coming through vents from like down the hall in like his office building and like smelling things that he wouldn't normally smell. I think this is the first movie to do that. I like it a lot. I think they lifted it from this because uh, that's exactly what happens, you know. He hears people through the vent making fun of him. He like, hears, oh, he thinks this is a werewolf? What an yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, so so Barry Boswick kicks the door and he's like, where's all the fucking blood? And he's like, I, I put it in me. Now we got a bunch of blood. And his veins are all fucking like blue and they look off. Dude, he looks like he's about to fucking keel over and die. It's like infected on his arm. Like it looks yeah. like shit. Interesting thing I noticed. I, I, I'm assuming this is intentional. It's daytime. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting angle to do this because, like, obviously, if if you read anything about werewolf mythology, that is a thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, it's related to the full moon. It, it, nine times out of ten, at least. I mean, especially in movies. So I thought it was kind of interesting that this this starts to just affect him because just fucking injected him, himself with it. It's not like he was bit. Yeah. So it's almost like it's it, it's at least that's the way I read the situation. Is like it just is reacting differently. It's still gonna do what it's gonna do, but differently. The 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 lore in this movie is a little bit different mm-hmm. than your standard werewolf yeah. affair because it seems like when you become a werewolf in this universe in this movie you're just a werewolf all the time. You don't turn. Well, there is a scene later. I mean, you where do. That, that, I, yeah. I mean, you do turn, but yeah. like I'm saying, you don't turn back into a human. You're just a fucking werewolf. Agreed. Uh, Until you get fucking killed, yeah, right? <laughs> and then well, you turn back into you know. Yes, and they. Uh, I, uh, we're gonna get into it, but yeah. this is also a werewolf movie where if you get bitten or attacked by a werewolf, you don't just turn into one. No, you don't. Uh, which obviously is another very common werewolf uh, trope. Well, the, yeah. So it doesn't rely on any of those tropes. At all, which the only, I think makes it better. Honestly, I think, I think it's fucking cool. The only thing that the only thing that it really uh, uh, hangs on is is the um, is the silver bit, which we'll get to. Yeah, which I'm I'm fine with that because it works. Uh, the plot wraps around that very well. Uh, but yeah, he's in his office. Miller's giving him a rash of shit, and he yeah. he overhears that conversation. But he smells blood because one of the lab techs cuts herself. Oh, she like pop. Yeah, she pops like a beaker or something. Uh, and yeah. he just like instantly perks up and he's like walking down the hallway. He hears <laughs> nostrils people, flaring. He hears people like fucking in another oh, room. Yeah, what was that about? That was a weird insert. Well, we're going to get to that because this is a this is the only weird part of the movie for me because he hears people fucking. He goes in to kill that that professor uh, that's working at whatever. Yeah. And he grabs her. And then there's like a fucking like there's like a fade cut. Yeah, but I do love that shot where he he has like if you and the, the video version hand, yeah. the other wolf hand and behind his back. It's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and then he like grabs her or whatever. But it's such a weird transition because it just it like fades to black and fades back up. He's gone, and it's almost insinuated that she was like raped. But uh, I don't know if that's really because there's like a there's a big cut on her leg sure. specifically, and there's one on her shoulder, like in like under her skirt and stuff. So. What I would guess is just they had to shoot those separately and it just it wasn't jiving as a straight just, you know, let's keep it rolling. Maybe something was just different enough between shots that they had to do a fade down and fade back up. But, yeah, but that's all I can think yeah, of. Yeah, but then like he's not fully transformed, but then we cut back to the office anyway. Oh, and right. He is it's weird. Because like, so this professor goes in and he's like, and a bunch of people run to her aid. Probably Barnes and that other guy were fucking in the other room. That's what that was. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that's why nobody else was in the lab. So anyway, <laughs> that's that's OK. Sure. That happens. <laughs> it why makes not? Sense. It's the 90s. It's, it makes sense. Uh, so <laughs> let me get my pants on. Real quick. Oh, someone was attacked. Did you hear somebody scream? No. Um, so it turns out uh, that there's another there's like a dude work, a dude professor there. And he goes in going after uh, 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 Butler because yeah. he's like, what the fuck? You know, what did you do? So now Butler is fully transformed into a fucking werewolf. Again, I think the lighting like really sells this uh, werewolf suit for it, me because it's it, they never really blast it with like straight light. It's always in the dark. It's always in the dark. We got a lot of like 
uh, Dante-esque lighting mm. in this with like the the blinds, the light coming through like the Venetian blinds yes. and all that kind of I thing. love it. I love it too. It looks great. And there's also like fog going over mm. the projector and it kind of reminded me of that scene in Gremlins anyway yeah. where the gremlin breaks out of the cage in the mm -hmm. in the uh, the teacher's uh, classroom. Absolutely, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Um, so he's like, what the fuck? Hey, what the fuck, butler? And he's like, and he just like hops the table and fucking mauls this oh, guy. Oh my God, poor bastard. <laughs> So then Miller comes in with the pistol with the silver bullets and blows him away. Oh, he knows exactly what's going on, yeah. dude. And he fucking puts three right in his chest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we go to just the aftermath and they're they're hauling the bodies out. And Miller's talking to some agent. He's like, oh, yeah, the the, the woman that survived, uh, you know, after they get the bodies down there. Yeah. Bring her down to and dispose of the body. It's like, oh, shit. This guy is cold, what a cold hearted motherfucker. It's even more clandestine than that, because sure. he's like. Yeah, here's the thing or whatever. And uh by yeah, the hands way, are like a, a weapon of some yeah, kind. And he's like, by the way, put her in cryonics too when you when you're done. And he's like, Oh because he because they have so he uh Barry Boswick tells him not to do an autopsy, put this body right in the cryogenics yeah. lab, cryofreeze, and um and yeah, he covers up the whole fucking thing. He like burns he like well, he doesn't burn it all, but he gets rid of all the uh, evidence that the project was going on and like everybody that was working on it. And then we fucking hard cut, baby. It's 1994. Right. And we at get at the same lab. Yeah. And we get introduced to our actual uh, character. I mean, Miller obviously yeah. comes back, but our, our main leads, uh, starting with uh, Dr. Anna. Oh, yeah. Played by Kim Delaney, who I did not see was in, uh, she's in a decent amount of stuff, but uh, specifically a movie that you've talked to me about. And uh, a friend of the show, Monsters Never Die cover, Body Parts. She plays Jeff Fahey's wife. Yeah, Body Parts. That's such a great movie. She's also in Hunter's Blood, which is okay. another good one, which is like, you, you know, your standard, like, uh, people go on a trip and there's, like, uh, Killer Hillbillies. Oh, okay. Um, and then she's also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt called The Sacrifice. And she's in that with uh, Michael Ironside is in that <laughs> one. So uh, that, that's a great one uh, where there's, like, they're... There's like this guy committing like uh, insurance fraud and uh, he basically like is trying to like fuck this old dude, old rich guy's wife. But then it turns out, well, that's a spoiler, but it turns out that like Michael Ironside <laughs> is actually his her his her boyfriend. So she's working. So Anna is working. Kim Delaney is working on a synthetic tissue project. What are they called? Is it like Terra Firm, Bio Firm or something think, like that? I think it's called like biofirm or 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 i think it's like biofirm yeah 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 i don't know i forget i have a it looks like, like the fucking mood slime i'm like <laughs> I, like at a quick glance kind of well, i thought she was over there like you worth this piece of slime but it's yeah it's just like it looks like a salmon steak honestly she's, but it's she's sleeping with it yeah wow i mean maybe ooh. no it's it's so it's it's uh synthetic tissue created from metal and other living tissue yeah yeah why they're doing it out of metal they don't really explain but they they are talking about curing cancer and doing full body skin grafts for burn victims and, right. and, and all kinds of things like that i'm not exactly sure what the fuck it has to do with metal and why they don't there's a lot of like pseudoscience bullshit in this but they're pretty good about yeah. being like even though most of it's bullshit they're pretty good about covering their bases in terms of like making it sound believable yeah i mean you know i, I mean, mean you might even mention this in the plot crunch but it's kind of that thing where it's like hey they want to have this thing have extra armor i guess later in the film so they're like oh well every time we put it on a body part it just it starts to get really hard like metal so the whole plot point for that is that barry boswick 
has the gnome, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah. That's a side effect that happens. Right. Well, right, right, right. The side effect is that the skin hardens. It's not supposed to harden. Right. But that's the side effect of it. By the way, we're introduced to Dean Schofield here. Yeah, we get a bunch of characters because she gets a phone call from the rec room. Of course yeah. they got a rec room yeah. in the MDU. Of course, there's some kind of hangout for these scientists. I, I'm into it. I think I think it, it never feels forced. No. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a good way to like introduce everybody. It's that kind of like aliens uh, mess hall kind of kind of thing. Now, is this uh, Ferraro? Ferraro. Okay, yeah. yeah. Dave Schofield or excuse me, Dean Schofield. Um, and he does, uh, he's the voice for uh, Johnny Sasaki in all of the Metal Gear games. Yeah, that was kind of wild to read. Yeah, I thought that was nuts. And I was like, oh, there's another B-movie actor. First, we got the one in Guyver 2. Oh, yeah, David Hayter. David Hayter is in fucking Guyver 2. And then and then uh, uh, Dean Schofield. If they ever make a Metal, Go- Metal Gear Solid movie, uh, I guess we got to cover it. I don't know. <laughs> he's also the dad in Prehysteria 2. So maybe we should come back around oh, to the no. Prehysteria franchise. Well, don't eat any haggis burgers, Joe, if you get it from, from Elvis. That one's about a rich kid who happens upon the dinosaurs by accident. Oh, like he needs another handout. Well, he's a, he's one of those, you know, he's one of those lonely kids because he's a rich kid. He's got no friends and nobody wants to hang out with him. I get it. Boo fucking who. <laughs> We get introduced to a few other characters here. Uh, uh, Colonel Hammond or General Hammond. Yeah. Played by, I think, uh, William uh, William G. Clark. Uh, we also get, I, I didn't write all these actors' names down, but we get the characters of uh, Roger and uh, Larry. Uh, Larry. Mm-hmm. And we get an MDU alumni. I didn't even write her fucking name down because she's goddamn Sindel from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Musetta Vander. Yeah, playing Debbie. Yeah, she, she she's uh, Sindel in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And she's Lash in Oblivion. Remember that movie that you picked up on the show? Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oblivion and uh, Backlash, Oblivion Two. Um, she's in as she's like a whip, uh, 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 toting uh, bad guy. Uh, you know what's funny? When I looked her name up, just because of villainous, course, I, I had to. I go on YouTube and it's like one of those like TBS like oh great shows for or great movies for for guys that love movies or some bullshit. Oh my it was like God, an interview I with her. That. And great the, movies for guys who love movies. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And the and the interviewer was like, oh, so uh, when you when, when you did this movie, did you know uh, martial arts before that? And she's like, oh no, when I got on set, they were teaching me. And you could tell even the interviewer was like, huh, huh. That's a that's a big deep dive we go into uh, in yeah. World of Annihilation episode where like people like just didn't know what the fuck they were doing on that movie. Um, but I will say that she's actually good in this movie, so maybe she just like was was shackled by a terrible script in that film. She's fine. She also has one of my favorite accents, which is a South African accent. Yeah. It always yeah. reminds me of the Chris Lilly bit. Uh, Natasha. <laughs> Natasha my outvok. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's I mean they're all scientists. Or like Chappy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all scientists, but they each have a little bit different of a role. Like yeah. uh Roger's kind of like the guy that monitors like the X-ray and the in the radiology part. Yeah. And uh, uh, Sindel or Debbie or whatever you want to call her. Debbie. Uh, Debbie. She's going to be Dr. Sindel. <laughs> she she yeah. also is kind of like the tech person, as you find out later in the film. Yeah. Uh, and she I kinda, think, yeah, She's kind of like the security person, yeah, too. Yeah, and I, honestly, I feel like all of these uh, characters were... I, I liked them. I didn't have a problem with any of them. It, I, it wasn't one of those movies where you go in and you want people to die. No, everybody's likable and everybody doesn't. So, okay, so pivoting from that, sure. Barry Boswick comes in and wants to. Well, I want him to die. He's about the only well, one well, I wanted to die. Well, he's the slime. He's the corporate slime. Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah. But um, he finds out about the project and the progress they've made mm-hmm. with the skin grafts and knows the side effects. He even says it to him. He's like, oh, yeah. He brings them all into a room and he's like, here's your fucking, here's your, here's your pamphlets or whatever, your, your, your movie bills, or right. your, you know, and, uh, or your playbills. And, um, He's like, I know all the good stuff that happened and all the side effects that happened. And he knows exactly that 
this shit will turn into metal if it's grafted on something. So he's like, oh my God, you know, I remember my partner who's a fucking werewolf. Let's defrost that motherfucker because we're ready for human trials, baby. Well, of course he doesn't tell anybody no. that. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we're not moving to human trials. He's like, I know what you can do and what you can't do. You could do it. Don't worry about it, I mean, baby. He, he's getting shit from Anna, Ferraro, even ha Hammond's like, you can't just do this. Miller, he's like, I just did. All of them. And he's like, I'll fucking cancel this project and fire you all oh, yeah. get you all like get you, you know ruin your names you know what i mean in the scientific world yeah, well, i'll take it to somebody else if you don't want to do it and take all your fucking research yeah and your funding too yeah so he so he says i'm gonna get you cadavers like joe just said yeah. rather than live test subjects because he he has a plan he just of course doesn't tell them because that would ruin his plan yeah but again to your point so we meet everybody yeah everybody's together in here and they're not for it at all um but like you said like everybody's like super likable yeah and they're all pretty like there, nobody's nobody's like making deals with Barry no. Boswick or anything. Like everybody thinks this is like inane and like not good for anyone. Yeah. They shouldn't be doing the testing on these fucking even if it's a cadaver. Like it's not it's not ready for that yet. You and, know, what and I mean? you kind of expect in a movie like morality this, they have. Yeah, me. yeah. Even Hammond, like, and not to immediately assume like the leadership is going to be slimy, but you you kind of go into a lot of these movies thinking like. Oh, this guy's in charge. He's going to fucking do a backdoor deal sure. with Miller. But he even is like down to his final scene is like not into the idea at all. And I really kind of enjoyed that aspect. He's of a that good character. dude through and through. Yeah, man. Agreed. They also set up a little thing here because Barry Boswick's like giving him the rundown and everything. But he's also like looking at his the 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 um the general's coin collection. Oh, Two Faces coins. Two Faces coin is there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one Batman threw up and he tried to grab. <laughs> I saved. I got. I managed to get every one of them in my collection that Batman threw at Harvey Dent. Oh yeah, that's obviously a little foreshadowing for later. But you're right. He had yeah. like a magnifying glass. No, no. But it's just. It's just like a great little thing. And then he like flips the coin back to him or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's just. It's not even part of the conversation. I, I love it. We turn to all the scientists because they're all pissed about this. He's yeah. like, Ah, well, you scientists, you don't have to have any fun. Yeah. He's like, This is how you do have fun, right? Yeah. You fucking operate on dead bodies or something. Then he goes down to the literal umbrella lab. This fucking gallery, too. You got to do on a flight of stairs, like looking over his shoulder, making sure no one sees him. Dude, Austin Powers is down there. <laughs> Stallone is in that fucking gallery. Uh, Simon Walt, Phoenix is there. Walt, Walt Disney's head's down there. <laughs> At least all lined up. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, and he goes in well, there. That's what I heard. Uh, uh, the tyrant's in there somewhere. Oh, you know who he is, yeah. For He's sure. about to break out. Yeah, big time. Uh, but yeah, we get this full body shot of Butler with his dick at hanging out and everything. Yeah. And he's like, all right, friend, time to wake you up. And you're like, okay, this is not going to end well. Slam cut to the fucking kitchen where I guess they just said, ah, I guess we'll store this body in the fucking meat, the meat freezer. And, and Ramon, the uh, the head chef, is, is pissed. He's like, we need to do some holy water. So fucking we need to get this place like the bad juju out of here. The, the best is the reveal of that, though, because he's freaking out. And you're like, what is this guy's problem? Why does he want it like blessed or whatever? And then they open the door to the fridge where all the food is and the fucking body's in there. I, you know, Miller's a motherfucker, like, and then he tries to, like, explain this away to Hammond. He's like, they're like, why would you deliver a body there? And he's like, well, you know, well, you know, we had to do what we had to do. What's the big deal? He's yeah. like, you, got, you know, I got you the body. You just just work on it. Because they also don't have proper facilities for right. this, right? There is no morgue there because that's not that that's not this that type of laboratory like they're where they're working. And, and like, what did he do? Just lug that up himself? Like, because he's not telling anybody about he, this. He said, well, it's weird. Be 
Oh, never mind. He lies to them because it's in the he goes, yeah, we got it from Virginia. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he has like the paperwork. Yeah. Paperwork. Yeah, that's all done up. Yeah. Doctored. Hey, I love how he hands it to, to uh, Dr. Anna and she's just she already smells bullshit from a mile away. She is so uh, uh, on top of her game. Honestly. Yeah, I was going to say resilient, but that's yeah. not the fucking word. <laughs> You're good. I mean, she come to find out she is if you, if you include the rest of the she's film. Re, but... She's refutable, I guess is yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like, like she's just not having it. You know yeah. what I mean? She's like, I can smell this bullshit a mile away, like you said. And um, she even has like a line, something along with this, this seems too perfect, too quick. Like it's it, it, something's off. Yeah. None she's, of it. None like, of it feels right. Yeah, she said, she's like, I'm not saying I won't do it. Yeah. But you got to understand, this is fishy. Yeah. She's not afraid. She just doesn't want to be a part of like some skeezy bullshit that's right. going on, like some government conspiracy shit. So um, we go right to that uh, operating table, baby, because we're taking a big we, we got we got fucking uh, butler on the on the table now. Oh my god, this is great! And they and they cut out a big portion of his thigh and like put this giant piece of of this biofirm like in his leg. Yeah, again, it looks like a fucking salmon steak, like one of those Gordon's fish uh, <laughs> salmon steaks, which I had one the other day. They're damn good, fatty salmon, dude. Thanks, Gordon's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. And then we kind of like they we, see well, they seal it up with like this laser. Oh, that was cool. And I was waiting for that to come back, but uh, it's funny because like uh, it looks just like the laser from Alien that Ash ah. uses to cut the facehugger off of um, uh, Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're John Hurt right. himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think John Hurt was like, I'm gonna take that laser with me? Ah, uh, I think he has it somewhere in baby. He's got that mounted on the top like a machine gun. Sold it to the U.S. government. Maybe. Yeah. And now they're putting skin grafts oh, on hey, werewolves. Real quick, I we, when we when we jumped to 1994, I forgot to mention this. They specifically call this out, like on screen, that this is the new U.S. secret operations facility, which I thought was yeah. funny as hell. I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but I was like, oh, "Come on, yeah. new!" Uh, but you yeah, remember have... that with the in, the umbrella incident? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's a well, new facility. As we we'll get to it, <laughs> but yeah, Rogers monitoring like uh, the body to make sure everything's like working, yeah. and then uh, they do a lot of like smart cuts in this film. To jump time mm -hmm. with that that word they don't feel like you're not like oh my god what the hell just happened it's not it, jarring yeah yeah so like they go from adding the one and then they they cut and they've already added a ton to like the chest area this fucking cadaver is nearly coated in in these pieces of of skin yeah of these heart these pieces of these <laughs> experimental pieces of skin uh, yeah and miller's watching the whole operation from behind like plate glass and uh, so Roger's like, oh, wait, there's something odd about the body. After the fucking graft is nearly complete. I know. Like, he's I like, wait a minute. There's something in the chest. Uh, they're like, how the hell didn't you notice that till now? He's like, well, I wasn't looking for it. Sorry. And and then they start, of course, you know, Miller, he knew what the fuck was going to well, happen. Course. They start pulling the silver bullets out. And that's the whole thing. Miller said, well, as long as those bullets don't come out of him, he'll be dead forever. But yeah. now he just doesn't give a fuck. Well, now, he now it's like the experiment has got to the point where he just wants to see what happens well now it's it's kind of like this is the time for it to yeah. happen because now he's completely grafted well and yeah. it's like oh okay well, we're almost there okay yeah let him find those bullets take those bullets out and we'll see what happens well my, yeah. my monster will come to life oh, right exactly because even that when, he thinks he can control well right because he, he wants a fucking indestructible werewolf to use for the u.s government well yeah because at some point earlier like butler's like oh you have the uh, body of an animal and the mind of uh, a human which I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, so they remove the bullets. 
and he just starts bleeding profusely immediately. This scene is so great because they, they find the corpse wax, they take out the bullets, and mm. they're like, what the fuck? And the guy's like, that looks like they're silver or whatever. Then his the the, the temperature of the corpse starts rising. Meanwhile, Miller's like, ha, 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 yeah. Mr. Burns. Oh, this is going to be good. And uh, it's just such a it's just a well-put-together scene, and it's mm. creepy as hell because they're like, oh, my God, you know, the body temperature's rising. Now he's bleeding, and now, we, they, you know, they have to, like, patch him up and stuff. And now they're getting, like, oxygen in him because now he's, like, breathing. It's like, dude. Oh, my God. This cadaver has been dead for 20 years and has been on ice. When you took him out, he was dead. Yeah, D-E-D. Dead. <laughs> And you fucking did all that shit to him and he didn't wake up at all. Well, all of a sudden you take these things out and he starts yeah. coming back to life. The worst part of it, though, it was the whole reason why they didn't want to do this on a live person is because yeah. they knew it was going to be incredibly painful. Yeah. And it might just kill you from the side effects. Yeah. And now they literally, like you said, Joe, all over his fucking body, yeah. they did this. And now Anna's having like a moment of crisis <laughs> between that and then like realizing, wait, she says it a little bit later. Maybe we'll go deeper into it when we get to that part. But yeah. she's like. Man, I have to like rethink my whole like life's philosophy of what happens when you die. Yeah, which is which was kind of a a pretty big moment yeah. for that character. It's a little weird, but it doesn't linger too long, so it's fine. Yeah, like yeah. it makes sense because she's like, how how does that even happen? You know, because she's like, oh, life doesn't actually leave the body; it's like in the cells. Yeah, you want to just talk about it real quick because I, well, you mentioned it. So yeah, I, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's talking to Sindel at one point, and Sindel comes over with the wine and the cheese doodles. <laughs> She's like, I looked in your apartment, but I couldn't find you. And she, she, she I goes, the yeah, she goes into that, but she kind of explains her whole reason why she got into this, uh, skin grafting experiment in the first place. Yeah. She, yeah, go ahead. Uh, was because, uh, as an intern at a burn unit, uh, in a burn unit, rather, she, uh, there was a little girl that was brought in with burns 90% of her body and she couldn't save her. And she just kind of thought like, wow, if I was able to do something one day, uh, I, I should, but then, like, seeing this guy come back to life, like Joe just said, you know, well, maybe, like, there isn't an afterlife. Maybe your DNA is always in your bones, and maybe that could be brought back one day, and we just don't know. Well, yeah, she has, she has like, this epiphany moment, right, where she questions her religion and, and life itself and, like, the afterlife, like you were saying, yeah. You know, for all, again, for all of the pseudo-sciencey bullshit in this, which I'm totally fine with, yeah. I, I love it, I'm into it, like, instead of just, like, hand-waving stuff, like, they try to explain it. I mean, they even uh, talk about Sindel and uh, I gotta you call her fucking Sindel. Yeah. And Sindel and Anna, they they do a pathology report on yeah. this guy because well, they're like, this is weird that Miller just randomly had this body. They might even have actually done it before they start adding the skin grafts on him because it's kind of a plot point that kind of goes throughout for about a fifteen minute period. They never question why he's brought back, to, why he's come back to life, but they're like, you you sent us this body, and they, they you know they're they're shaking down Miller, and they're like, what the, where the fuck has he come from? But none of them ever says, like, how is this guy still alive? And if yeah. he's alive, like, he's got brain death. Like, it's just a body that's functioning with no thought. Yeah, you know, like an automaton yeah. almost. It's fucking weird. Um, and I'm not sure how that even works exactly. But um, that's one thing I like about this movie, too. Like you were saying before, like with the pathology report, mm. because they keep questioning this fucking body. And Anna wants to dig deeper into who this guy is. So... Debbie gets the results of the pathology report back and there's like dirt in the hair. It turns out like before he died, like he had consumed raw meat and there was adrenaline in the blood, meaning that he died violently and that there was a piece of like dirt 
mm. that was from the Danube River, which is close to Budapest. So they're like trying to piece it together what happened to this guy. Because again, Miller keeps saying, oh, I don't know. I just got this body. I, I don't know who it is. <laughs> It'll just fall out of the sky. Uh, yeah, like I think like if it's not here, there's another scene where they literally get his name, but they can't access the file because it's like blocked by like some military bullshit. Yeah, because they end up like printing the body. Like they take fingerprints oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. body and they, and they run it through the system and he's like been blacklisted. Like, no, you can't see anything. Everything's been uh, covered up. I really like that subplot. Like, I, I wasn't anticipating so much between those characters, yeah. but they ended up kind of being like a good team throughout, trying to figure out what the fuck's really going on. Oh, big time! And um, I love, I love how like everybody's out of the room discussing what they should do next, and Barry Boswick comes in with like a fucking like trapper keeper. <laughs> And he opens it up and he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, Butler, how you doing? Welcome back. Uh, remember this? And he opens up the folder and it's like pictures of the werewolf killing like his partner or whatever. Right, the photos he's that like, were going off. Maybe that'll jog your memory, baby. And this guy's like, so, like, oh. like convulsing. And let me tell you something. John Marzilli as Butler, all of his stuff where he's on the table, like writhing in pain and like doing the, yeah. you know, like, like he can't breathe shit. It is just like it's really good acting. Like it's it's believable. It's creepy. It's gross. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's I, really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. And then we have, uh, and the, you know, this tortured man is on this fucking table. This flay. He's like flayed with all these fucking <sighs> skin grafts on him in like immense pain. Yeah. We and while that scene's happening, I, Anna's like, I. It's, I'm kind of confused if their apartments are, are are in a different location or not, but she's sleeping in the office next to it, and she kind of sees uh, Miller f- leave the room in a hurry. Yeah. And we get a great scene in this uh, like game room where they're playing poker. And, you know, they're kind of like, ah, what's wrong, Anna? Like, he's, she's like, ah, that's just something weird. Like, I saw Miller like leave the room. And I don't really know. And then Hammond's like, you're just trying to get out of this this, this poker game. He's like, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how you want to take me on? And she's like, all right. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got the he's, he's got a full house. Yeah. But she's got the royal flush. Yeah. She takes the fucking pot. <laughs> and actually, I take that back. She's talking about what she saw in the scene after that. Yeah. Uh, where they're in the lab kind of trying to help this guy out, trying to sedate him. But now that they covered him in this fucking shit, they can't. Yeah. Well, to your poker point. Uh, <laughs> to I, my poker point. To the poker point. Like, I like that scene because it's it shows the camaraderie of everyone yes. and kind of developing those characters and their relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I really like. But yeah, to your point, like, Larry's, like, trying to stick a fucking needle in this guy and it's, like, it's the skin's already hardening now, so it just breaks off in his shoulder. Oh, I love that. And they, they even show that a little later. It's yeah. still in his and skin. And they're like, what the... F-? That's it, man. Like, it's hardening. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh, and they keep joking about the uh, the food situation, because Ramon, he won't he won't make any food, and they're like, peanut butter peanut sandwiches butter again. And, yeah, peanut butter and jelly again tonight. Uh. Butler ends up, like, pissing himself on the table, <sighs> and they have to, like, make a makeshift catheter and all this stuff. And this is a weird part, because, like, this cold-hearted motherfucker Miller, who has been, you know, n- like completely disregarding like human life and saying that this thing's an it and it's not a guy and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he keeps saying that. He's th- like, because he's like trying to separate himself from it, and he's like, it's just an experiment or something. But like, there's like this glimmer of like empathy here or sympathy rather, because he's looking at he's looking at Butler and he's like, kind of. Tinging a little bit. He's like, he's like, is he in pain? You're like, yeah, he's in immense pain. He's like, well, can you give him some painkillers? 
Yeah, like and I, I thought that was kind of weird. Like I can't right. get a read on this fucking guy yeah. because he's like he like he felt bad a little bit. Is I guess is my point. He's like, oh, he could feel pain. I thought he would be able to feel pain. Oh, he shouldn't get any memory back. But it's like, dude, you're the one trying to jog his memory. So that's why you like you can't get a read on this fucking guy. So this is where Anne Anna uh, prints him and they run a check on him, and then she decide her and Debbie decide that she's gonna break into Miller's office. So they literally have a Resident Evil key card rewriting scene (laughs) yeah it's like it's a red key card it's a red key card that you got to put in the machine and like rewrite it and everything it's like a whole again it's the best resident evil movie ever made and in the process of this butler is now transforming right because it's nighttime and there's a full moon see now it's a little weird here because i don't know the rules exactly but there is a full moon and it is nighttime and he does transform so i don't know what what exactly yeah, the rules are but i they, think i think once he's a werewolf he stays a werewolf right but uh man we start to get into the shit right about now <laughs> oh poor, yeah poor fucking larry man he gets asked to make this catheter so he's hanging out in the yeah. lab by himself this motherfucker starts transforming i mean they do a great thing they do this earlier too where first his hand transforms and you just see like the the claws and the and the you know fur kind of come in yeah but they're like these little shots where it like pans up and then moves to a different shot and yeah like you just see a little bit it's really good I like it but uh yeah poor Larry but his death is oh my god the yeah. way they kill these people is like incredible in this film it's a lot of it's cut away surprisingly but it's it's still satiated because there's like a blood spray on the on the uh, window um but this is the so he transforms into the wolf and we see him again and he looks like the wolf in the beginning. The werewolf in the beginning. Yes, yes. And we have to note that. He's not full Metal Beast yet. No. Even though, I guess technically he should be, but yeah, you're right. But now he's just, uh, he's just like the regular werewolf. He has the skin grafts on him, but he looks like the werewolf in the beginning. It breaks out, and now it's on the rampage, like throughout the hallways of this hospital. (laughs) We get some werewolf vision. Oh, yeah, but it's not bad. It's not blurry or anything. They do this weird uh, sound effect, too, that I really like. Um, and it's kind of like a skewed, like if you like turn like a like a uh, 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 an anamorphic lens, like if you like twist it, it like distorts. It kind of looked like that. Kind yeah. Of. One thing I do want to mention, actually, that's that that really ratchets up the, uh, the 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 suspense in that scene where Larry does get killed. Yeah. He sees like the body's gone, and he hears like growling, but he can't see anything. Yeah. So he's on the phone trying to get. Uh, oh yes. Uh, Deb and uh, Anne on the phone, but they're in the middle of making that key card, so they are like. She goes to answer the phone and Deb's like, oh, hang that up. You're going to fuck up the encryption. They're going to find out we're doing this. Well, there's a time code on the phone, so they'll know that they were there making the key card. Right, exactly. And that's why they don't find out right away he's dead. I thought that was a great story device, like plot device. Uh, But yeah, you're right. Meanwhile, the werewolf's walking around while they're doing this bullshit. Yeah. I love when they go in and the colonel's there and the general, well, Miller's there and the general, and they're like, what the fuck happens? Blood all over the place. And there's one big bloody paw print that was fucked up and barry boswick like looks around and like kind of squidges it out with his foot oh yeah White side's like huh i don't know what happened here he must be a madman i love ham and he like you could see he's like yeah ah miller <laughs> the fuck <laughs> well they don't know it's a werewolf yeah. they just think he's crazy and hammond says multiple times like listen i don't care what the fuck happens to this thing i just care about my people and yeah. miller's like oh okay pal yeah whatever you say don't kill it okay yeah. so they end up conducting a search for butler beast and um, they they spread out and there's like other like disposable like security guards. Yeah. That I mean, are here. We do get a scene too where Miller breaks in or not Miller. Uh, Anna breaks into Miller's office yeah, and with a paper clip. Right. It's in conjunction yeah. with with the the uh, the metal beast with the werewolf breaking out. Yeah. 
yeah, well, she gets access with the key card, and then she opens Binding up his office, desk drawer yeah. with the with the with the uh, paperclip and finds like a, a a wooden box full of silver bullets and a gun. Yeah, and the ones that he took earlier that they pulled out of the body, yeah. like you know, I guess to keep them for evidence. Yeah. And uh, she hears him coming, and she kind of skedaddles. Oh, silver there. man, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like you're saying, in the meantime, this thing's fucking walking around. She has no clue. No, they don't even. She has no idea. And they're like, and uh, the, what's the guy's name? The little guy. The little guy. Oh, Roger. This guy. Roger's like, oh, my God. Larry's dead. And she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then, you know, she goes to the scene and it's like a fucking it's a disaster and a half. Oh, yeah, it's it's a mess. And then we cut to outside. And there's this great shot of this. There's like a lake in front of this place. And there's a security yeah. guard walking down. it. It's just fucking cool, man. Like, it just looks really cool. It looks like you're walking outside of the mansion of the Spencer mansion. Like when you, you know, when you go out that one door where where you have to put the uh, like the eagle medal and stuff in the first. Game, yeah. Yeah. And you go around to the fountain. Well, it, we, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks like that. And then we cut and this werewolf is on top of the building and it like jumps off and like mauls this guy, rips him in half. I, I do enjoy that consistent point that this creature, a lot of the kills, at least yeah. early on, are it pouncing. Yeah, it's like cool. it has a kill method. Yeah. Um, this was one of those scenes I definitely remember seeing as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we also do have a quick scene when Hammond and Miller send the security guide off. Hammond kind of pulls Ferraro off to the side and was like, hey. Get to the metal shop and get some fucking silver, cause uh, if we if we if this is what we think it is, I'm not fucking around. Go try to find something to kill this thing. Not even silver. I don't even know what. Oh, he, he doesn't know silver yet. You're right. No, you're right. I don't even know what he just tasked. something. Yeah, I guess I guess because it doubles as an armory. The the I, the metal shop, I, which we find out later, because I guess. they want they want like heavy artillery. Right, I guess. right. Um, because there's molds for yeah for things that we're gonna use later. Um, I guess they do go into the silver mentality after they do because because Miller comes out as his security guards getting fucking bald and he has the pistol again and he he doesn't kill um Butler this time, but he does shoot him. He he sh- well, they also hose him down with like yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't know, like fire extinguishers, like Toka and Razor fucking fire extinguishers that like transform him back into a dude. Uh, yeah, that was weird, but only half only halfway, which is really cool. There's a scene real quick I just want to mention because Dipping Birds came up on the Alien episode we did. I, I did with uh, Tony. Oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. And this thing hates fucking Dipping Birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it crushes one like on top of the fucking desk. I just thought that was funny. So they spray this thing with these fire extinguishers and uh, they bring it back into the lab and they put it on the the the, uh, the slab. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like half transformed. That's cool. It's fucking awesome. Um, And they're still trying to like operate on him and and uh what's his name uh roger roger he, he tries to stab him again you can see like the old needle that got stuck still in there he's got a fucking power drill <laughs> trying to get through the skin and it's like making sparks <laughs> and like in yeah it's crazy a fucking dremel they can't yeah. get into this thing at all no so they're like outside the uh, room and miller's there anna's there ferraro's there i think basically whoever's still alive yeah. and you know they're, anna's like you know what we might have to just kill this fucking thing. Well, no, they're like, we got to sedate him. And he's like, where do I stick the needle? And she's like, I don't know. Stick him in the fucking eye with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, stick it in the eye. Yeah, yeah. This poor she's bastard. Like, well, what else are you supposed to do? Anyway, I got to go. So they heard Ferraro, like, leave him, Roger, to do that by himself. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, because he has, you know, hypersensitive of uh, uh, senses now, he hears this whole conversation. Yeah. And, you know, Butler... If you if you've been watching the movie or listening to what we had to say, he ain't going out without a fucking fight. Oh no! So he just fucking plays dead, and he ends up like ripping out of the of the thing. But simultaneously with this, 
Uh, Anna goes back into uh, Miller's yes. room to get his gun with the silver bullets, and they're gone. Right, because they're not fucking around with this anymore. No, and Miller's going to protect himself if he has to. Well, he leaves a file there. But the file is there, and she opens it up, and she sees all the photos from Budapest and... and um, mm. All of the stuff about the werewolf and, and the blood and all that shit. And she's like, oh, my God, it's a werewolf. And she doesn't say that. Yeah, I love, though, how uh, there's even a note that Miller writes on there like, too late, Dr. Anna. Is there really? Or, or, or Dr. DiCarlo. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not to her. Well, either way, she's like, too late. Is oh. the point is is at the top of the uh, the, the 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 picture folder. What have I you? I have I didn't I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And, and this is where Ferraro now is getting the silver to to make something and he has all those fucking coins and he literally starts melting them down i don't know why they have this stuff there but uh yeah 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 we, we cut back and forth to him a couple times while other shit's happening while but he's the, making whatever he's making but that's such a good like payoff like yeah. like having the coin collection and then he's like i got it baby and he goes in and just like puts them all in like a big yeah uh thing uh Har- harvey dent died for this <laughs> oh no my two-faced collection's uh, yeah. gone so they're so they're looking around. Metal Metal Beast gets out, kills Roger, this poor son of a bitch. Oh, I love they do like the almost like Jurassic Park. The hand comes out on oh. his head around the door frame. So here we go. Now I'm not sure. I gotta ask him, but oh, I'm not okay. sure if Kane Hot. So Kane Hotter's the Metal Beast. Now is this point on him? Is that where you're, where you're going with this? Right now, when now when Butler transforms, he is this eight foot tall killer porcupine looking monster werewolf thing with all the metal uh, grafted yeah. onto him right all the metal skin now this in this suit is kane hotter i don't know if kane hotter played all of the werewolves i gotta ask him i mean he's been a goddamn alligator supposedly well he's definitely metal beast tm yeah. right now yeah oh my god i he picks up roger and like slams his head through a uh it's cool because you can you just by the body language like you can tell it's kane in the, in oh, the suit. oh yeah he slams his head through a uh through a glass door and then like throws him across the room. And it's just so funny because like, you know, this is the first time I think that Beekler and Kane Hodder work together. Oh, I think because then they, then they come back or no, no, this is the second time. Okay. Because, uh, part seven is before this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Part seven comes out before this. So, you know, uh, of course, Beekler directed that and did all the makeup for that. So, now, how do you feel about this design? Because I, 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 I like this a lot. Now, when they do some of the close-ups on the face, I think it kind of loses me a little bit. We don't get a lot of them. There's like two or three shots. I'm like, eh, that doesn't look great. But any far shot or anything, anytime it's just kind of coming after someone, I was like, whoa, that, uh, that is an intimidating motherfucker. Um, I really like the design of this. And it's, it's one of the first times that I've seen this done mm. this early. Um, like dog, I think dog soldiers like perfected it, but um, it's having the harnesses that your legs go in where the legs are bent backward like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like stilts kind of working. Yeah, in the suit, and I don't know if that's just for the far shots. Mm. Um, but uh, but I really like the design of this of this beast. You know, I don't know. It's cool. He looks like a crazy uh uh uh. uh raccoon porcupine werewolf monster he's fucking cool i i like it a lot i, yeah. I mean i'm nitpicking here a little and he's bit. got like these glowing red eyes yeah i love that uh and, and at this point like not that the movie's really been messing around but we've been kind of getting the plot out of the way yeah now shit's just 
fucking full oh. full steam baby. Oh, yeah. Cause Anna specifically is like now like, okay, I have to kill this guy. Like I, we have to end his suffering. We can't have this guy just killing people. And it, it, you know, if he gets out of here, everyone's fucked. So she's going back to the lab and she opens up the elevator door. <sighs> And this thing is just standing right there in it's front of her. So good, dude. This fucking door opens. It's just like, brah. Now, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, the callback. Call the the yeah. callback to the cross. Now, I don't know what exactly the deal is because, like, you can you can apply it to the werewolf lore, but werewolves don't. I, I mean, unless it's silver, it's a silver cross. That's the only thing I could think of. But why? They wouldn't it just make something I don't know. It wouldn't. No, it wouldn't react. It's not a vampire. Yeah, they're susceptible to silver, and so are vampires. But it's just they're not susceptible to crosses. I feel like they could have just cut that. Honestly, I, it doesn't add. It, OK, it gets it gets delayed. It hesitates for a second. Yeah. That's it. And again, we've talked about this before. where like the original lore of vampires and werewolves oh, and wow. ghouls all kind of originate from the same kind of sure. story and then have split off and become separate entities. But were originally kind of all the same. Yeah. But I, I do like that it hesitates, even if I think it's a little silly, the reason, because yeah. then she kind of gets the fuck out of Dodge while this thing is just destroying this door in this yeah. awesome fashion. Oh, man, just rips it apart. It's so good. So f- we we cut back to Ferraro. He's finished up whatever he's making with oh, this silver. Dude. He's putting the, these tips, these silver tips on a fucking rockets. He's making fucking bazooka shells. With, Anna, now! With, <laughs> oh, sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit there. We'll get there. With, with giant silver cone tips on the tips on the tops of them. It's kind of great. Him and Sindel are there. Anna runs in. He's like, all right, I got a couple of these motherfuckers. Yeah. He's, got like th- he's only got three. I mean, only three. Well, that's, the, that's yeah, a lot of shots. Yeah, and these are... We come to find out these things do a lot of damage. I mean, it's an RPG, for God's sake. Yeah, it's a, it's a rocket. It's a rocket. <laughs> So we get this scene real quick with Barry Boswick and the general. Oh, man. And they're in the kitchen. And uh, <laughs> poor fucking Ramon. I don't even know why he's there. He refused to cook, but he's I, dead on the ground. We're going to be eating peanut butter sandwiches for a long time now. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, I love this scene because Hammond is just like, again, just wants his people out of there to be safe. And yeah. he doesn't want this. He's like, fuck this thing. He's like, fuck this experiment. We got to get the hell out of here. We got to protect my people. And Miller's like, huh. All right, he pulls the pistol out. He's like, nah, Hammond, I don't think we're going to do that. And then just basically tells him to throw his gun down on his walkie-talkie. He's basically like, just like, stick around. And he like shoots him in the legs. Yeah, blows his kneecaps blows out. Blows his fucking kneecaps out. He's dude. like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, hang out a little. He gets turnetskied. Oh, my God. <laughs> son of a bitch, you shot my leg. He walks away in the most evil bad guy way possible. And you just see this like motherfucking shadow come uh. up. He quips and leaves. He's got some good lines. Barry's got some good lines. He's got some great lines. Uh, Man, when you see that shadow come up, like it's almost like the Velociraptor scene in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Man, I guess because it's in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, he comes up behind him. And this poor bastard can't run or do anything, doesn't have his gun. He tries to back up, but it it doesn't matter. He's got this giant monster looming over him. And picks him up off the ground, and this is a, they do this a couple times. I, I'll forever love that a monster or a bad guy grabbing somebody and lifting them off their feet. This is the this is the one time, and then we'll do one later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he lifts him off his feet and presumably rips off his head because the last thing we see is him grab the top of his head, and then it cuts to the floor, and there's all uh, blood yeah. all over it. I do love too the pin of that scenario is. He gets lifted so high, he just gets pulled right out of frame, and you just hear like this thing start biting into oh, yeah. him. It's so good. Like I, I and like you were saying before, before we got into recording, you were like, oh, they don't show too many of the kills. But 
you're not unsatisfied from yep. them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which so many films you've seen or we've talked about on this show where th that isn't the case. But yeah, yeah they just really, really well done execution. It's off screen, but it's not a cutaway. No. Do you know what I mean? And you get enough of the red stuff that you're satisfied with what you do see. It's not like, oh, you're about to see the impact and then we cut away. Yeah. It's we're just doing it off screen, but then like getting the, the periphery of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, especially this scene. I mean, before he gets his head presumably ripped off, he does yeah. get a slash across the top of the head and this thing's growling, oh, his face drooling. It's, it's, great. it's great. It's really cool. And the animatronic face looks amazing. Uh, we we get a scene before uh, the, the the remaining people uh, uh, go about their business to kill this thing where they convince uh, Debbie, Debbie Sindel, whatever you want to call her, uh, to to basically lock down the facility. She does that, and then they're kind of going after the monster. But before they can do anything, Miller, he's got the gun trained on them. He's like, eh, 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 eh. he's like, you're not doing shit. He's like, drop those weapons. And I kind of love how Ferraro just hands Anna the fucking actual like RPG. He like pushes her out of the room. With oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And her and Sindel book it and Ferraro won't get out of the fucking doorway. He's like, you'd have to go over my cold, dead body. <laughs> like, yeah, bad, bad thing to say to this guy. Very much. He's like. Okay, and it shoots him right in the fucking shoulder. Oh my god! I just, on some level, I'm like, all right, he got shot in the shoulder, he'll be fine. And then later, when you see like how much damage, it's just like, wow, he really got fucked there's, up by there's that. There's like a main artery there, dude. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, holy um, shit, I'm pretty sure. But he's on the ground, like he's not moving. So it's like, oh, maybe he did die. And I want to say, and I didn't write this down, so maybe misremember this, but I want to say Miller walks over his fucking body, steps on him, he kicks, him, he like rolls him over, and then walks. Oh, over okay, him. yeah. But this is great because we, so now we go down into the cryo lab and they're like and and uh, debbie's like i thought this was like decommissioned i didn't even know this was down here i love how she just guesses the code by the way okay it's barry boswick's birthday I <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> yeah oh, it might have been, been it might have been in that file folder who, oh for, yeah, yeah for yeah. all we know either way yeah you're right they do get in there um it's great too because now dude this looks just like again resident evil at the end of the yeah. first game this looks like the the you know when you go down an umbrella lab and the chimeras are there and and then we you when you get to the tyrant room that's what this looks like there's a giant fucking glass tube in the with the cryo tube yeah um yeah. and there's like multiple ones down yeah. there again mike myers is down there stallone uh 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 walt disney's head walt Disney obviously wesley snipes yeah they're I, all there i think steve urkel might even be in there <laughs> according to an episode of i think the uh, futurama or the simpsons oh my God. um but yeah they're down there they're kind of fucking Anna almost wastes one of these these missiles dude she's like she's like we gotta put a stop to this and she's like don't shoot the fucking glass tube but like save it you got these are silver tipped rpgs we need them to kill them the impenetrable werewolf yeah and so she kind of hesitates after that and miller walks in with the pistol like yeah maybe don't do that <laughs> And this guy really, again, like, like Wesker, uh, oh, this Spencer, is cigarette smoke, a man thinks they're constantly in control. This is the Wesker moment, dude. A hundred percent. Literally. It, it literally is the same thing because yeah. he comes in and he's like, yeah, you know, he, he's he's waxing to them about his plan and what's going to happen and he's going to kill them. And Metal Beast fucking turns the corner and like just smacks Barry Boswick in the face and like cuts his whole face up. Uh, but he's like, oh, it's me. It's me. It's he, me. Like, <laughs> the funniest thing about this scenario, though, is uh, he gets knocked on his ass. He gets up, fixes the tie. Oh, it's so good. Gets thrown into like a fucking like a, a metal grate, gets yeah. up, fixes his hair. And then this thing is like, fuck this. And just 
boom, right through the chest. Dude, it's the tyrant uh, from Resident Evil 1. Dude, he sticks his fucking hand through him and lifts him up. And he's holding him up. And it's this wide shot of the Metal Beast with Barry Botswick oh, on, his, on his hand. And it's, and it's, it's claw uh, <sighs> fingers are, are really just long in this form. Well, I think at one point it like shoots them out and they get like longer. Oh, okay. Do you remember okay. that? Uh, it's really awesome. And like, it's such a good, like, the bad guy death. You know what I mean? He gets yeah. smacked around and then stabbed through the stomach. It's great. And he's like in the air like, oh, oh dude, he gets gutted, man. Uh, but then we cut to uh, Debbie and uh, Anna trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. And the werewolf kind of comes up on them and Anna fucking just, she she goes down on one knee and fires this fucking thing and she totally misses. He goes right over his head and like blows the wall up. Whoopsie. And <laughs> And in turn, like, it brings some of the facility down. And it gets a rebar right through, like, Rod, like, right through yeah. her ankle. Oh, my God, Brutal. dude. I remember, like, watching this as a kid and being like, that is one of the most cringiest things that I've ever seen. Oh, I, I it just unlocked a memory. I remember seeing this in um my old house in Bricktown. And I used to play in the basement a lot. And for whatever, I think my dad was doing some kind of Mason thing, but he had rebar in the basement. And I saw this movie and I went down there and like picking it up and like, I, I just remember like seeing it in my head and be like, oh my God, remember that time when that lady got it through her leg or foot? Yeah. She pulls it out it's, like a champ. Yeah, but dude, but it's like skin crawling and she pulls this out and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. because then she just like wraps it up with like ah. a fucking handkerchief. To, well, or, she no, rips her, off. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her, her belt of her, yeah. of her lab coat. I like that. I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool. So then this thing gets covered in like, you know, debris yeah. and it knocks Debbie the fuck out. So then she's just trying to get the hell away from it because it, it pops out of the rubble. It's great. And she's like, oh, fuck. So she tries to run away with this fucked up foot and uh, she does a pretty damn good job. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of scenes where like she just gives up on the foot, like acting wise. Yeah, what are you going to do? She should be like popping around. It's a piece of rebar through your entire foot. Yeah, I do like when she's first running down like this corridor to get away from when we get a lot of like yeah. the POV from the monster. Oh, there's great. Yeah, there's great POV. There's uh I love how all the grating on the floor. I love I love the when the when they shoot a light through the grating of the floor yeah. and like it illuminates the monster or whomever's there. It's they good. do that in Leprechaun 4 and like yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. And, 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 and Terminator. And Terminator, yeah. This is a very Terminator-esque <laughs> ending, yeah. I will argue. It's cool because it does a loop. So she like, mm -hmm. it like chases her through this thing and she ends up back where she where she was. With, and, with all the debris on the ground. Yeah, and, and this is cool because she doesn't see uh, Debbie anymore. She's like, oh, what the fuck happened to her? So then the werewolf's right on, or, or right, the metal beast, I should say, is right on top of her. But she's kind of like, you think she's just cowering and has given up? But then you notice this like electrical cord that's hanging down. Yes. And you're like, oh, and as it's like walks right on the grate, she like kicks it and it hits the fucking grate and electrocutes it for just a couple of seconds, just enough to get away. Zaps his ass, yeah. And Sindel's like, I got one of the fucking rockets. <laughs> she shoots this motherfucker in the leg. She's like, get down. She launches this thing and it lands, it just pierces this thing's leg. Yeah, she's like, and now you will die. <laughs> I probably fucked the lineup, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Too bad you will die. She's like Ada Wong with that thing. Yeah. And I love it because Metal Beast grabs it and like pulls it out of its leg and it oh. would complete with like this pop noise. Like, yeah. It's great. So, so now they're on their literal last leg trying last to like, like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Good thing Ferraro <laughs> comes out of nowhere to save the day. I got one last shell. It's great. It's so good. 
And they're like, fucking load it up. They all jump behind some boxes. Metal Beast comes walking. Tyrant comes walking yeah. over. Now. Anna now. Anna now. <laughs> she fucking fires this thing. This is like a meat. This is like a hamburger explosion, it's man. so good. It is this, this silver tipped rocket hits this thing and it fucking explodes all over the place. It, it is a beautiful explosion. It's so satisfying and awesome, man. It's it's great. Yeah, I kind of love it. And they're just getting covered in blood and uh, the 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 biofirm or terror whatever. Bi- biofirm is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, they're just hobbling out of this fucking facility, like as smoke's billowing out of it. Dude, we're getting picked up in the in the stars helicopter. No, that doesn't happen. The, yeah, yeah. There's Chicken bu- shit Vickers is there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah. Wow. There's biofirm, like Sean said, like all over everybody, like the splatter from the from the monster. Yeah. And some of it drops on the ground and they walk away into off into the sunset. And it's just like T-1000 because it starts to like bubble <laughs> at yeah. the end. And you're like, oh, Metal Beast is going to like what? Reform itself? Grow? Regrow itself? Maybe? I don't know. It's kind of like a ticks ending where it's like if they wanted to explore it, yeah. where do, they have an option. But you're kind of like just OK with the idea like eh, something else probably happened after. But I'm good. Dude, I'm good. I, I, I got to tell you something. I would totally take a Metal Beast, too. I mean, maybe Under not, the, not, not the, now, but in the right hands now, you think I think, so? yeah, I think, oh yeah, going back and like doing something like this now, uh, I think would be a lot of fun I, and probably not super expensive either. Maybe we could get a spiritual successor and you kind of play off the ending. I don't know. Maybe, maybe could be, uh, but that's, that that's project metal beast <laughs> DNA overload, depending on what, what home video release you watch. Yeah. I read that that had a bunch of different names yeah. all over different it's, countries. There's metal beast. There's project metal beast, project metal beast, DNA overload. Right. Yeah. So where are we putting this? Ah, uh, this is on the fucking shelf. Like without a <laughs> doubt. I mean this, you know, again, I talked about this earlier in the episode about how not only, not only do I like this movie a lot, but it also was kind of fun to finally like put a memory, like, to, to arrest or not, not not to arrest but to finally connect those dots that I've been trying to figure out for years now I guess is how I'll word that and I was so happy when you told me that yeah I couldn't believe it it was just like <laughs> as I'm watching I was like wait what the fuck wait a second but uh, there's just so much to like about this movie and if you really want to like nitpick it you can and like we just talk about a couple things here or there but like yeah. overall like Especially for like, I, I don't know what the budget was on this, but I'm sure it wasn't huge. It was. It, this is direct to video, man. Oh, so I, I, I beats me. I, I wish this was in theaters. Like, I, I don't know how people would have reacted in '95, but like, this is like a movie that really, like, like Joe was saying earlier, that like deserves to be out on a Blu-ray, uh, or in a capacity that people can just go out and pick up without having to. Nothing against Tubi or anything like that. No, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that it's available on there, but. I'd love to own this movie. And it's just like, you can't really get it if you didn't happen to get on. Again, I heard like the, some of the uh, DVD releases maybe weren't uh, up to snuff. And maybe one day we'll, we'll get something that is with some behind the scenes stuff. And uh, again, like you had mentioned, a, a crystal clear updated, maybe four 4K version. Yeah, a VHS rip in 4.3 is not a, a definitive release no. to me. That's no. just putting a VHS on a disc. Yeah. Any, you know anybody I mean? that has a, a, a computer with a with a VHS uh, player, VCR, if you will, attached to it can do that. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let do somebody out there do some work for this film because uh, it really deserves it. You know, the acting's very good throughout. Uh, I, again, I like all the characters. It's not one of those films where you're just waiting for people to eat it. No, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I appreciate when you can go into it, like upset that every character dies, like even Ramon. I was kind of like, oh yeah, man, yeah. this guy died. Cause even <laughs> Hammond has a line, like what the Fuck. hell am I going to tell his family? Yeah. And it's like, well, you're a hundred percent right. 
Um, there's just a lot to love about this. The effects, uh, the music, just the plot overall just really uh, uh, works. And I, 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 we just talked about it for X amount of time, so I don't want to like just totally rehash it. Yeah. yeah, but there's just... Check this the hell out if you haven't seen it. Like I, like me, it was it was a pleasant surprise to kind of weirdly go back to, but also now I've found a great appreciation for this film, and I'm definitely gonna revisit it. And uh, yeah, Joe, maybe part of me is like, let's leave it where it is, like <laughs> let's not ruin a good thing. But yeah, maybe if someone decided fuck it, let's do a sequel or a requel or whatever the fuck they're calling them nowadays. Hey, I'd watch the trailer, and if it, does, it looks half decent, I'll watch it. Uh, yeah, put, check this the fuck out. And uh, I, I I don't know what else to really say. I just feel like I'm going to keep saying, check it out, check it out, check it out. Yeah, I don't want another Halloween or Scream movie. I want Metal Beast yeah, 2. Well, I, I'm there for it. Yeah. Get Kane in there. Even if he's a, maybe he won't be the the, the guy behind no, the no, mask. We'll, we'll put but... Kane in the movie yeah. at some point, yeah. right? He could be the security guard. He'll be the eaten. security guard, yeah. yeah. He would love that, I'm sure. He would. On the shelf, duh. Yeah. it's a, It's been on the shelf. To, yeah, I've put it, I've tried to put it on other people's shelves oh at God. one point. <laughs> you know, it is a crime that this film is as overlooked as it is. It's true. It's truly an underrated hidden gem. And the fact, like we mentioned already, that this isn't, doesn't have a proper disc. It does. It's I, this film hasn't even been seen. I haven't seen it or it's, it's not available in, uh, in widescreen. Like in the full aspect ratio. It's the same thing with Aberration when we talked about it. Because like there's another film, another 90s film that's so fucking good that nobody talks about or has even seen. Except us. Go check out the episode. check it out. And that interview with Simon Basel from the movie. Sweet. What a sweetheart that guy is. I'm sure he'd be down to do some special features if they fucking released it. I think Lionsgate might own Aberration. Um, And I think Shout Factory has access to the Lionsgate library, which, come on, give us that Upworld Gnome Name Norm DVD. Give us that Aberration uh, Blu-ray. Come on. Give us Project Metal Beast. Give us, pro- well, I don't know if they own that Well, one. somebody, please. If MVD Entertainment has a, has a VHS rip on DVD, I don't see why, I don't think the rights would be that hard to get, no. depending on who it was. But it deserves a lot, a lot of love. It's a great werewolf movie. It's a good uh sciencey bullshit movie like sci-fi movie yeah um and i think all of the science in it is handled in a way where it's a lot of fun but also kind of believable especially if you don't know too much about what they're talking about yeah like, kind of like the jurassic park kind of like shit. The, no actually that's a good way to put it like the jurassic park kind of stuff i really never connected the dots until today about the Resident Evil stuff. And then <sighs> I watched and then today I'm watching. I'm like, this is great. This is fucking Resident Evil. I love it. So if you're a fan of Resident Evil, you're going to like this movie. It's like it's it's almost like some weird kind of like offshoot. Right. Yeah. It feels uh, like it. That deals with werewolves. Um, I love the idea of using um, werewolf blood to create super soldiers. Like like did, did they think they were going to get like the nightmare demons from American Werewolf in London? I, I mean, that's sure as hell what Butler thought they Butler were Butler thought they were going to get that, right? In fucking, like, Nazi uniforms uh, yeah. or whatever. It's just a great monster movie, really. Yeah. It's a great sci-fi movie. It's a great monster movie. And and it's got that low-budget charm to it. You got an Italian director, so I'll, I, it looks really good. And there's that kind of Euro feel to the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, especially with the lighting and stuff. It's just a hell of a good time. It's just a great time. It's so fun. This is fun watching it by yourself, and it's even more fun watching it with like other people. I I, I believe it. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say. <laughs> I know. I, I again, I don't want to just keep saying you should check it out. I front uh, I front loaded the fuck out of this. I know. Yeah. This is just uh, 
You know, I do have one more thought yeah. now that we're coming to the end here. Kane Hodder, monster covered in metal. Do you think he went to the uh, the Friday guys? Like, hey, Jason X, I got an idea. <laughs> you might have been familiar with my Metal Beast movie. Yeah, yeah. Can I be Metal J Uber Jason? Uh, I, I think, honestly, let's just, just I'll, I'll put one last pin in the MDU okay. for this. Uh, I think go. if the Metal Beast is real, <laughs> well, in the, in the MDU, <laughs> obviously it's, it's real. It's a real thing. Yeah, oh, of course, of yeah. course. Somebody has this in the facility somewhere. Probably oh, Area 51. Oh, yeah. No, it's in the John Hurt's personal collection. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Kane Hodder, you know, he's in the suit. Some, it's suit, whatever. I, I don't know. Kane Hodder's involved. And uh, I don't know if he uh, gets the blood from Butler or if, it, you know, I still don't know where I'm going with Kane Hodder on this, but he's Jason. So that's the yeah. point. And he gets that, uh, that, that blood in the future. And... Uh, Obviously, it came from Metal Beast. They just held on to it for like 2,000 years. I think they're two separate entities, and they need to fight each other. Metal Beast versus Uber Jason. I don't even hate Jason X. I don't love it by any stretch of the imagination. I hate Jason X. I, there's, it has nothing to do with Kane Hodder. There's some good see scenes, but yeah, I... I, I anyway, yeah, I would yes. love to see that fight. Uh, make it happen, somebody, please. <laughs> even if it's just a fucking comic. I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, Shout Factory, somebody... Make this shit happen, and um, I'll be there with bells on. Hell, I'll fucking support it. I, I'll throw my I'll throw my money in the ring. Um, I would love to even I mean go after just the people that have worked on it now and just like get those interviews so we have them in pocket, right? And yeah. be like, oh, this is for a Metal Beast DVD that's not even gonna maybe even come out. Uh, right I mean, but like go get them and like and like uh, uh uh you know archive them yeah you know what i mean and be like okay we'll put them on the disc you know yeah get william clark let's get let's get barry boswell like I, I we don't know how much longer these people are going to be around that's, that's the other thing like anything could happen and everybody's getting old you know yeah. what i mean and that would be a shame to not get them to talk about this uh and some behind the scenes stuff for this because it deserves it in my opinion but yeah so you know like we always say make sure before you get out of here i see you Make sure before you get out of here, you like this video and please share it with your friends. Uh, subscribe if you have not. Spread the word. Spread the good dumpster word. If you're listening on your podcast app, your favorite podcast app, whichever that may be, please leave us a five-star review uh, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, definitely on Spotify, I know has it now, and uh, and Apple for sure. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And if you're digging the show and you're liking the content and you're liking the movies, do us a solid. You know what I mean? You don't even have to pay any money. It's free. No. Takes two seconds to do. And uh, if you want to support us financially, you can always head over to patreon.com slash movie dumpster. We got commentary tracks. We got watch alongs, live watch alongs. Yeah. Uh, which if you miss them, they're all archived. You can go back down the catalog, which I know a lot of people have done. Yeah. Uh, we got mini sods on there for the $2 tier. And uh, those commentaries in the watch alongs are five and 10. And we got a ton of stuff on there. Uh, so check it out. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to say, we just want to say thank you again to all of our new patrons that, that we've had an influx of patrons. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you. Uh, thank you all the new listeners and watchers. Uh, we've seen a bunch of you have gone back in the catalog and we've seen all, we've we got to catch up, but there's yeah. so many people are commenting on all the old, uh, the old material and stuff. We got four years worth of shows uh for you to jump back into and i'm glad you've been taking advantage of that and, and jumping back into it so we really appreciate uh the support and for listening and watching and stuff totally agree yeah and yeah keep an eye out because we got another great one coming up this month yeah blue monkey yes that's uh, gonna be a good one looking forward to that that's another one of these uh lost on video but now has come to blu-ray movies <laughs> which we also you released on the home video uh -huh. express label yeah um 
Yeah, that's going to be a great time. I cannot wait to talk about that. I You had me sold on the name in the poster already. <laughs> so that's it. That's Project Metal Beast from 1994, directed by Alessandro De Gaetano. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Thank you.